One of the things that stops small business owners from creating marketing content consistently is this feeling of being uninspired, of having no idea what to say in the first place. If you can relate to this, you are in good company. So many of us struggle with knowing what our marketing content should actually be about. But I am here to help. I have come up with 100 prompts that you can use to guide your marketing from your social media posts to your emails to your longer form content. I guarantee that these prompts will get you inspired and that you'll have more ideas than you even know what to do with. You can download this list of 100 marketing prompts for free at makinggoodpodcast.com slash 100 prompts. That's makinggoodpodcast.com slash 100-P-R-O-M-P-T-S. Welcome back to Making Good, the podcast for small businesses who want to make a big impact. I'm your host, Lauren Tilden, and this is episode 56. Today on the podcast, my guest is Tara LP. Tara is a social media strategist and coach for female entrepreneurs. She works with small businesses to elevate their business by using her EAT, EAT method, which we will get into in this episode. There was so much good stuff in our conversation. We talked about the importance of community and how to build it, how critical a strong mindset is, the power of sharing both the highs and the lows of your small business journey, how to approach collaboration, why the most important thing you can do is to show up consistently, the role of intention in your content and everything in business, and much, much more. This episode is full of actionable guidance, along with some awesome book and business recommendations. I can't wait for you to listen to this episode. Here's our conversation. Tara, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. I'm excited. This is going to be such a fun conversation about community and social media. And I know you have really strong, smart views on a lot of these topics. So I'm excited to kind of pick your brain. Thank you. Um, Before we really dig into the, I guess, meat and potatoes of our conversation, Could you just give us a bit of an introduction to you and the work you do and maybe a little bit of your backstory? Yes. So like you said, my name is Tara and I'm a social media strategist and then a social media coach, or you can say business coach for social media managers and virtual assistants. So on the strategist side, I have clients that I do their content calendars for um, where we're strategically planning the marketing aspect for social media whenever they have launches products or anything they want to promote. And from my coaching side, I help social media managers and virtual assistants pretty much like get seen as social media managers and virtual assistants because a lot of my clients are new to the game and they're not quite sure how to find those ideal clients. Amazing. So how did you get into doing this work? (sighs) Okay. So the story is kind of crazy, but (laughs) the short version is I've always wanted to be my own boss, because I really don't like people telling me what to do. But <laughs> <laughs> but one day, like, I realized the company I worked for, although amazing company, the CEO made millions, and was able to travel and do all this other stuff. And I wasn't even making $15 an hour. And I went to college and got my degree, which they told me was going to help me make more money. And I wasn't. <laughs> And I was like, this is ridiculous. Like I'm here on Monday through Friday, nine to five, and I can't even make enough to pay my rent and all my bills. Mm -hmm. So I went to a cruise, went to Mexico. I came back, Lauren, I put in my two weeks 
And <laughs> <laughs> I kid you not, that's the order. Like the day back, I had my two week, two weeks uh, notice in, and I left. I, I left my job, no clients, nothing. Hmm. Brave. <laughs> Brave and scary. I'm not going to lie. I had a great support system. So without my family, my friends, my boyfriend at the time, like I, it wouldn't have been possible. So how did you get in? So you had no clients, you had no like rigid plan laid out. Well, how did you get started? <laughs> um, honestly, <laughs> I'm laughing because I would not tell anyone to do this, but um, I kind of just asked people like, how do I get started? And then I Googled it. Then I YouTubed it. Then I invested in my business and I invested into a coach and I invested into courses to kind of just propel me to that next level because I realized like I can't do this by myself because I really don't know what I'm doing mm-hmm. and I made $30 the first three months of business I stayed afloat because I had a good savings account but um it was it was really hard and I know a lot of people say you know um a lot of entrepreneurs don't make it a lot of small businesses don't make it they go out of business and they believe it's like the first two years and I was just like, I do not want to be that statistic, like at all. I'm not going to fail. I'm not going to have people saying, yeah, we knew you couldn't do it. Welcome back to the nine to five life. I was like, that's not me. Yeah. I, I just went all in, honestly, like literally I had to, cause I had nothing. I had nothing else. <laughs> I love the, I mean, I feel like what you're describing this attitude of just like, it's going to work. Like there's no alternative. <laughs> there's that's no kind B. of. Right. That's sort of, uh, I feel like kind of ethos that a lot of people who I've talked to for the podcast have is -hmm. just like, yeah, it's not going to work right away. It's probably going to be hard. There's going to be low points, but exactly the ones who are still here, like chatting with me on the podcast are the ones that are willing to go through those points where like everything isn't shiny and glamorous and wonderful, but I'm so happy you said that. I try to be so transparent with my clients and my followers because when I was like starting in the game, I guess you can say, everyone made it seem so easy. They didn't show the down parts. So it was just these picture perfect situations. And that's, I think that's why I struggled so much because I thought I was supposed to be that picture perfect. And they never shared mm-hmm. the journey. It was like, this is where I am. You can be there too without sharing the journey. So I try to truly take time, whether it's my stories or my lives, to share the process. Yeah, I love that. I'm one big theme that I hope comes through on this podcast and that is just personally really important to me is just being real. Like, especially we're going to be talking about social media. Being real is not something that a lot of people do. Like a lot of people are very much trying to paint a picture of their business or their life a certain way. And that, in my view, is like very irresponsible. Um, So I... Yeah, I really like your approach here and I'm excited to to talk social media with you. Thank you. So I think one of the main topics that I want to have, I kind of want to cover in our conversation is community mm-hmm. um, and how do we find community on Instagram and maybe other social media platforms? You know, that's a really good question. And I took a pause there just because like I thought about it. Community, the community I found on Instagram and I'll elaborate on how I found them really helped me. Um, I'm a big community over competition person. And the Mm -hmm. ladies that I found on Instagram 
they're like my biz besties, my cheerleaders. I go to them for questions. We go to each other for ideas. Like it's truly an amazing thing. But um, there's so many different communities. So we can, you know, we can talk about communities, whether it's your your audience base, your follow base. And like, for example, there's Fashion Nova. And I like to use them, for example, because they're a B2C business, which is business to consumer. And it was e-commerce before they had a, they made a brick and mortar. But they truly got success for honing in on a community with their products hashtag Nova Babe and just truly utilizing their their consumers in their content that they built this great community when it comes to um, customers. So and to relate that into um, finding your community, if you want a community like that or if you want a community where it's just like your peers and you guys support each other, um, you can kind of find them the same way. One thing that I say for small businesses is if you're doing if you want to find community is to join Facebook groups, like Mm -hmm. local Facebook groups. Like I do that myself and I'm in those groups with people who are um, product-based businesses and service-based businesses. And when you locals, everything, you know, now more than ever, because unfortunately, you know, the pandemic, people are truly paying attention and supporting their local businesses. Mm-hmm. So get in those Facebook groups and don't just get in there to get in there, but get in there to build connections. And when you build those connections with the other people in your community, you're going, that's going to open the door for more connections. And then you guys can collaborate, whether it's on Facebook or Instagram or whether it is in real life, you know, at one of the stores, maybe they're featuring your product or your service based business and they're having their product to you for wholesale price or whatever it is, you know, it's just opening the door and just to build these connections with people. But the only way you can do it is if you're being social. So Mm -hmm. one thing that really helped me truly with Facebook groups, I met a lot of my, my people, I guess you can say like my friends online through Facebook groups, whether it was local Facebook groups or just Facebook groups that was in the same niche that I am in. And that just really Mm -hmm. helped propel me. And then me and the other ladies doing collaborations with each other, I'm able to tap into their audience, which helps me grow my audience, which is another form of community. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I just want to dig in a little bit. So um, a couple of things that I feel like when I was first starting out in business and I heard people saying like, go be social, go like make friends with people in Facebook groups or on Instagram or whatever it is. Yeah. What does that actually mean? Is that like comment on things or send them a direct message or like, what does that like logistically look like that process of building relationships online when, um, you know, when it's people that you've never come across before you are starting with zero relationships, zero knowledge. Like not of trying to be it. like a creeper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or just like, Yeah. How do you go from zero to friends? Like, what is the, what is the process? Is it just like a very slow process of engaging online in different ways? Or how do you approach that? You know, that's a really good question because believe it or not, I'm an introvert. And so... (laughs) Me too. Oh, really? Like, this is like my third meeting today. And after this, I'm like, I'm taking a nap. But (laughs) um, one thing that I did, and it's it's so different with each person. I'm a very big energy vibes person. So it's like, I feed Mm -hmm. off your energy. So if you're kind of eh, and I'm already an introvert, I am unfortunately going to match that energy. 
if that makes sense. So yeah. it's like, um, some of them do work faster than others, Lauren, like some connections that I've had, just some of them just hit instantly. Like I met this girl kind of, sort of, she was in the clubhouse room and we didn't talk on that room, but we ended up following each other on Instagram and she had an awesome story. And I just messaged her off of that story. And we've been chatting with each other, laughing with each other ever since talking about mm-hmm. collaborations. And then there's some people that it's not that instant and it's kind of like a slow process. Right. That, you know, it, it, it just, it truly depends on that person mm-hmm. and how you guys connect. Cause sometimes it's going to be a slow process, but it's still trust the process. Cause you guys could eventually have a great relationship. Right. And it sounds like what you're saying though, is like, you can't just go to these, I mean, tell me if I'm putting words in your mouth, but you can't just go to these Facebook groups and like occasionally comment on a thread and leave it at that. It's like, no, if someone's interesting, if you want to connect with them, like send them a private message, like, you know, you have to dig deep. It can't just be a generic message. Like, I don't like that. If you come into my DMS and you give me a generic message and you spell my name wrong, or you don't even use my name, I'm not Mm going to have a connection with you because I already know it's not genuine. Right. But when you're responding to a story or you just use my name, you know, I'm like, wow, they took the time out of their day just to spell my name right. You know, that that's, Mm -hmm. that hits different for me personally. So I like that. And so I'm, you know, I'm interested in getting to know you a little bit more. So it's truly just taking the time to Dig deep and be authentic because mm-hmm. that's going to yeah. really help you. And this is something that is just like, I love that you're making this point. It's so relevant to almost anything you do in business, whether it's trying to grow your community or even like we talk about getting a new wholesale account, let's say for a maker. Yes. Like you don't want to reach out to a store that you want them to carry your product and say like, hi, buyer at gift shop. Exactly. Like you want to be personal. You want to like prove that you care about them in some way or that you've taken the time to learn about them and what, what's important to them. So this is just that same sort of concept and philosophy at play. No, I agree a hundred percent. I have, um, I had a former client and she had this, um, she was a product-based business and she had a, um, I guess it was like a little company, um, that she had an order for like a wholesale order for. I said, why don't you take it up a step? I said, yes, it's a wholesale order, but why don't you put a personal note in there? They're another mm-hmm. small business. I said, I will draft this note up for you and you can sign it yourself with your handwriting. And that's just taking the extra step to be a little more personable for future business. You know what I mean? 100%. Yeah. I have another, um, actually another guest I had on the podcast. Her name's Micah Larson and I've done a program with her and I got a postcard invitation from her to a masterclass she was doing. I love that. And I was like, what? I have never, ever, ever in my like small business online career received a physical invitation to something that was happening online. And it just amazing. Yeah. Just totally stood out. So it like, it makes you feel good and that, you know, people still want to feel good. Another thing you said was, um, when you're building these relationships is that you might potentially look to collaborate with them in the future yes. to get in front of each other's audience. Yes. What does that mean to you? Like what is a collaboration and let's 
maybe if you have any ideas for most of our listeners are probably product-based businesses, but some will be like a graphic designer, photographer, other Mm -hmm. creative business owners. What are some examples of what collaborations might look like between a couple of companies and business owners? So I want to start by saying a product-based business, because I know sometimes product-based businesses feel like they may not be able to do as much as a service-based because, you know, they're not as much as the face their product Mm -hmm. is in a way, but that's okay. So it's like, what's your product? You can go live demonstrating how your product is, and you can go live with somebody who used your product, and you guys are just having a conversation about the product and how that product has impacted that person's life or how they use it or their favorite features about it. You know, if you're a product-based business that has a brand ambassadors, have your brand ambassador do a live with you and you guys talk about the program if you're trying to get more brand ambassadors. You know, the sky's truly the limit. It's just what you make it. Mm-hmm. And, and it's the overall goal. When you do a collaboration, there should be a goal in mind. Like, why are you doing this collaboration? Right. Are you trying to increase sales? Are you trying to get more people to sign up for a program? Are you trying to just increase your following? And then you do that collaboration based on the goals that you set for it. Does that make sense? Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Just getting really intentional about what you're hoping the outcome is and then design the collaboration around that versus just And that's the key word, intention. Mm -hmm. It has to be intentional. When you're marketing your business, product or service-based, it needs to be intentional because when it's not, that's when it's going to start flopping. Love, 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 love. Um, so let's talk about finding customers. Okay. Um, we've talked a little bit about finding particularly like people to collaborate with and business friends and um, like other business owners. But if I was a small product-based business owner, let's say I make pottery or something, mm-hmm. how do I use Instagram or social media, whatever whatever platforms you want to talk about, how do I use that to find customers? Well, that's a really, a really good question. And it's all, I'm going to use Instagram, for example, just because Instagram has billion of users. This is one thing that I try to explain to my, my, um, my clients as well. And sometimes because it can be time consuming, I'm not going to lie, but it can be time consuming, but it's so worth it at the end of the day. It's just showing up and being consistent. And let's take it back, back in the day before people were just on smartphones like that. People had commercials. And you would see commercials numerous times in at least three hours, like the same commercial. So much so, you can repeat that same commercial. And they did that because it's consistency. They did that because it takes an, an average adult seven times to see something or read something in order for them to actually act on it. Mm-hmm. So when you become consistent and intentional with your marketing, you're showing up, let's say on Instagram frequently. And I'm not saying posting to your feed every day, but it's like you post, um, let's say three times a week, right? And then you post a reel and then you go live that's at least five times a week you're putting out content and that's five more times that your ideal customer can potentially see your product. So it's not, it's like, why not show up? 
one thing that Kylie Jenner does so well, and so does Kim Kardashian. And it's like, if you like them, cool. If you don't, cool. But you can't take this away from them. They are constantly (laughs) selling on their Instagram account. And half the time, their consumers don't even realize they're selling to them. Mm -hmm. You know, Kim is always wearing skims, or she's always showing her perfume, or she's always doing, um, showing her makeup line, or she's tagging her makeup line in the picture. And Kylie is saying she's swat. What is it? Swatching. I don't, I I wear makeup. I just can't think of the word, (laughs) but you know, her different lipsticks in her hand or, you know, stuff like that. And it's, it's her selling to her audience numerous times without her audience really realizing they're being sold to. So one way you can truly get those clients to invest in you or those customers to invest in you is to show up consistently. First of all, so they know you exist and then show up what you want them to pay attention to. So one thing that I, I, I just grinds my gears is when I see these product-based businesses and these service-based businesses as well, promoting content around something that has nothing to do with their product, nothing mm-hmm. to do with it. And it's not even the same industry because now your customer is confused. What do you do? You know what I mean? It's like you, you have to be direct. You have to be intentional and you have to produce the content that you want to generate traffic on. You can't get upset because, you know, you do a pottery business, but all you do is post quotes, but then you're wondering why you're not making sales. Mm-hmm. Post behind the scenes of that pottery being made. Post the inspiration behind it. Post the finishing uh, product. Give us a journey. Tell us a story behind it. And then you'll be so surprised on how well that's going to go over with your audience who will then convert into paying customers. Yeah, I like what you're saying around like, let's say... I'm a pottery company and I'm constantly Mm -hmm. posting quotes. They might perform really well. People might love them and share them and like them and comment on them. But if it's not what, like back to the point of intention, if it's not what we're trying to be known for, we're trying to sell, it's probably not a good idea to spend too much of our energy on that. Exactly. Photos of your product might not always perform as well as something that's more like, a meme type thing, but it's like, you have to, like you say, be focused on what do you want people to do? Okay. You want them to buy your product. Not like we need to not be distracted by like all the likes and the comments and the stuff that like obviously feels good and is good, but it's not what pays the bills. So right, I like that point a lot. And, and another thing is you can keep, so you can keep posting your content and make it interesting. Like What gets me is when people post the same type of photo of their content every day. So it's like you have, I don't know, the pottery business and you have a mug and your background is always this black wall. That may do well, that may not do well. But if it's like the same mug and the same black background and you're posting now multiple times, it's kind of spammy in a way. That's how people are looking at it. So it's not going to perform well. But if you take that mug and you have the black background one day, maybe you take it out another day or it's with a plant one day or it's being used at a desk another day, you know, user generated content, which is content taken by your customers of your with your product, 
you can use that as more content. It's just showing your product in different situations and different scenarios with different people, um, showing a variety with it. So it keeps your content interesting and not boring. Mm-hmm. So you have something that is called, I don't know how you pronounce it. Is it the EAT method or the EAT method? I say the EAT method. Can you tell me and the listeners about the eat method? Yes. So um, I came up with it because I played basketball in high school and we always talked about like before a game, like let's eat, let's eat. And it's like, let's just, we said it to get us hyped up because we were going to eat the competition away, you know, but (laughs) I correlated that with business because I, my word for 2019 was elevate. And then my word for 2020 was align. But then in 2020, I also had to transform. And I used all those words and I got together and I was like, eat, I need to eat. I need to elevate, align, and transform. That's what you need to do in order to grow your business. And so that's how eat came about. So it's, you know, elevate your business. How are you going to elevate your business? How are you going to elevate to the next level within your business? What are you going to do? And then aligning is so important because when you're not aligned with your business, everything is out of whack. And then that's when you become so exhausted because you're not even doing what feels good anymore because it's not aligned with you and your spirit and the direction you want to go. And then transform because after you know you need to do that to elevate and after you've aligned yourself, that's when the transformation starts happening. And that's when you're going to start seeing results. And that's why the eat method is amazing because I was able to take those, you know, those three months of only making $30 to transform it, to generate four figure months consistently. Mm-hmm. And so the how thing do you... is, oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Mm-hmm. I was going to say the thing is with the eat method, it works for product-based businesses as well as service-based businesses. It just works for anyone in business anyone just trying to do something more for themselves. Mm-hmm. So if you were to work on this method with a client, like what would that look like to, to implement? Okay. So it would be, I like the saying, trust the process. It's what my hairdresser told me one time when she was dyeing my hair and I was literally like <laughs> terrified. <laughs> she said, girl, you need to trust the process. I said, okay, okay, I'm trusting it. But now it makes sense for everything. But, um, you know, it will be like, cause I have my calls with them. One call is all about elevating. And one thing I love to do is we need to figure out what these goals are. Cause at the end of the day, we need to know what we're working towards, but these goals can't just be a goal that leaves you stagnant. It has to be a goal that elevates you, that takes you to the next level. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. once those goals are made clear, once we're writing them down and these goals are elevating goals, that's going to make you a better entrepreneur. Then we talked about, okay, so what are we doing now that's in line with these goals? So then we, it's kind of like a, it's kind of like a homework process, but I hate using that word because I know it's so unattractive (laughs) to many (laughs) homework, but it's truly homework because you have to, you have to grow. So for me, I knew where I wanted to go. So I, I took, um, I don't think it was my iPad. I took a pencil and paper and I wrote down everything that I wanted to do with my business. Like I'm going to make, I'm going to become a six figure um, entrepreneur. I'm going to do A, B, C, D. And this is my elevation. This is what I'm going to do. Then I started showing up as that person in my content, you know? 
Mm-hmm. Then I was like, okay, I got to get aligned. Cause I realized I wasn't aligned, Lauren. Like I, I felt, I was so exhausted with my business because I was trying to be what I saw that was successful. And I had to get clear on my mind to realize who I was and where I wanted to be. And that's when I got aligned with myself and what I wanted my mission to stand for and where I wanted to go. That was my alignment. 2020 was so, 2020 was the year to truly realize things, get aligned and just become the authentic person that I'm supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Now transform. It's like, okay, put in that work. I know where I want to go. Now I'm aligned. Now how do I start transforming this to generate me money? So it's kind of like mind work in a way. And I'm not one right. that really talks about, we have to do mind work. We have to get out a pencil paper and do mind work. You know, that's not me. I don't, I don't teach people that. But in order to grow in business, in order to grow your marketing, because your marketing is a representation of you and your business, we have to eat. We have to get it elevate it. We have to get aligned and we have to transform in order to get to that next level. Mm -hmm. So that's sometimes a process within itself because you may have your subconscious telling you things that that you don't need at all. You know, we all have that. Yeah. I think one of the things that has been like the biggest learning for me and my small business experience has been just how unbelievably important your mindset is and the way your brain is working is yes I started and was like okay I just need to learn all the skills so I like took courses and googled and youtubed and like figured out how to get good at like a lot of the skills but I still wasn't taking action a lot of the time or I still wasn't seeing the results that I wanted and um yeah I would guess the I would I would say that the two things for me that have really maybe even the biggest things I've learned have been one, like I said, mindset, like the way your brain is working and approaching your work Mm -hmm. is so important. And then Mm -hmm. the second thing is like you say, I guess it's the T of your eat method. Like you have to take action. Like you just have to start at some point, like stop researching, stop Googling, stop watching other people and just do it. Exactly. And that's why the T is so important because like I'm relating to everything you're saying. It's like you can invest in all the courses, you can invest in all the coaches, but if you're not truly taking action and you're not really transforming, nothing's going to happen. You're still going to be in the same place you were three months ago. Mm-hmm. Totally. That, yes, that's deep. My, mindset is everything. And people, I know people get tired of hearing it because like it's like almost like every entrepreneur says it's so much mindset. It's your mindset, but it's like it's really true because when you realize the things that you say to yourself, it, it really matters because then you start believing it. If you're constantly saying, "Gosh, I'm not going to make my goal this month. I'm not going to make my goal this month," you're not going to make your goal because you already accepted that as your truth. Right. Yeah. Yeah, one hundred percent. It's probably the hardest part, but it is. It's the hardest. And it's so easy to just not do because you're like, oh, whatever. Like, there's yes. there's real things on my to do list. But exactly, I love that you yeah. said that because it, it it's like, man, I have other stuff I need to tackle. I don't have time to play with my mind right now. But that's really yeah. how it is. <laughs> yeah, totally. Do you have anything else you want to share? Any tips that you feel like anything that's working really well for you in terms of social media? right now or anything else you want to share about social media strategy that our listeners might find useful? Absolutely. So one thing um, I talked about the importance of consistency and I like to say this because I know sometimes people like numbers, but 
Um, you're going to pivot so much when you, when it comes to marketing, because things are constantly changing and then you're going to pivot to figure out what's the best strategy for you. And I'm telling you right now, that is absolutely okay. Mm -hmm. I've done it so much. Like there's so many times I was so unhappy with my feed and it wasn't until I think January 1st, 2021, I was like, finally a feed that I can look at just because I love it. Mm -hmm. And, um, what I did was I just got simple. Like I'm a very simple person. My fashion taste is I like basics, <laughs> you know? Mm -hmm. So um, when I started doing me in my feed and I got more intentional and I started aligning myself and created content that uh, my audience loves and 31 days, I grew my following by 398 people. Now I'm not one that says following is great. Because, you know, if they're not giving you money, you know, who cares? But I say this to say, um, it was great to know that the pivot I made in the marketing aspect of my business was able to reach the new, new eyes of others who I can potentially yeah. talk to and get as active members of my community than to convert them as paying clients. But it's all because I showed up every day. And so I was very strategic. I changed how I did everything. And this is going to be a lot. And I'm not saying you have to do this. But what I did, I posted every day, Lauren, every single day. Well, Monday through Friday. But sometimes it was twice in one day. Because I was like, I want to pivot. And if I'm making this pivot, I'm going to have to hit it hard. And so I hmm. did that. And I say this, I, I'm not saying this to say that everybody has to post like seven times a week, X, Y, Z. I'm saying this to say when you're doing your marketing for your business, especially on social media, you have to be strategic and you have to go in with a plan. Mm -hmm. You can't just post to say, okay, I posted on Instagram today because that doesn't make sense. Like if you were to see that post that you just put out, would you buy from you? And if the answer is no, then girl, or boy, mm -hmm. <laughs> you're doing the wrong thing. So it, it just has, your strategy has to be intentional and you have to come out with your goals and you have to see what's working and what's not working. And you can't be afraid to make changes. Yeah, I love that. I feel like digital marketing is just constantly changing. So just oh, gosh, going into yes. it with that mindset that like, yeah, you might have a strategy now and like, it's working and you're going to have to plan on adjusting. <laughs> yeah. Because you got to remember like um, Instagram came out with rails in what August mm -hmm. and now they're pushing rails. So it's like people that are using rails, they're getting, you know, Instagram is favoring them. One thing I, I, I can say, honestly, like if you are stressed out with marketing on social media, I'm honestly saying you should think about investing. And I don't say that all the time, but this is why I'm saying it. I had to do that myself. Like remind you, like, like I said earlier, you know, I quit my job and had no money, but I <laughs> knew I had to invest in my business in order to see prosperity. And it hurts, but it's either you invest now to see that change or you just stay stagnant for a few more months. And um, that's something that, I'm big on and I'm, I'm, I'm not the one to push people to pay. Cause I don't like when people do that to me. So I never like if people tell me they can't afford it because they have to pay rent. I said, girl, at the end of the day, I don't want you homeless. This isn't for you right now. You know, mm -hmm. cause that's just not me. Like I, I've been there, 
But I always recommend you need to focus your energy on your craft and your talents and your brilliance and outsource that other stuff that you don't have time to do or have time to learn to a professional because that's going to help you grow too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, there's... Yeah, I totally hear what you're saying about like, we have to be responsible in how we tell people to spend their money. But if you yeah. can, investing in yourself and your business like is never... As long as you're being thoughtful about like, you know, you know that the person you're investing with is legitimate. Exactly. Yes, um, that's, that's huge. <laughs> yeah. Then I feel like you can, it's, it's hard to go wrong with a good investment in yourself. Let's talk about the sort of angle of this podcast, which is doing good through small business. Yes. What is your approach to using your small business to make a positive impact? Okay. I love this question because this is something so dear to my heart. I have legit like two and a half, well, three passions. Number one is mental health awareness. I think that's so mm-hmm. important because it just is. And I, and I don't know if I was awakened, you know, in 2020 on um, how important it was, but that's when it hit hard to me. And so I try to make it my point to just speak positivity to people all the time even if it's online, if it's not online, because I realized the importance of my words. So I want to be able to give back to mental health organizations. I want to be able to eventually have something that's dedicated, like a part of me and my business that's dedicated to specifically to helping people who can't afford or whose insurance doesn't cover um, therapy, just to help assist with that. Because I just think it's huge. So that that's like my I don't want to say my end game, but you know, that's my that's my goal. Yeah. Um yeah. another goal that I have is dogs. I just love dogs. I have a Aww. princess Dakota. Her name's Dakota Felicia because of bye Felicia because she's bad. So I constantly have to tell her bye. <laughs> but, but um I want to do like donate to the Humane Society and have a program like for dogs and adoption and fostering um dogs as well. And then lastly, I know I'm like, I have some, I have multi-passions when it comes to giving back. I do too. Yeah. Because it's like, if someone told me to choose one, I'd be like, I'm sorry, I can't. Like, these are all a priority. But Mm -hmm. it's the education system. Um, As everyone, you know, says the education system's flawed in whatever way. But I want to be able to at least have, and I haven't even thought this all the way out of my head yet, but to be able to educate the youth, especially in high school, over stuff such as taxes and being in business, filing your taxes, you know, just stuff that's going to help you. So you don't have to try to learn it in your first year of entrepreneurship, you know? Mm -hmm. So um, those are like my three, my three passions, but my number one is just truly um, spreading awareness for mental health. Yeah. And I I think after the pandemic, I feel like, you know, everyone's mental health was tested and it still is being tested. Um, And that's just something I want to bring light to. Because just because you're going through something doesn't mean you're weak. It's just you're going through something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love all of those things. Mental health is super important to me, too. So I love that you brought that up. Um, One thing I would just suggest is whenever you get to the point where you want to be donating money or you're, you're able to, um, what I have done, because I'm very similar to you, I have so many things that I 
care really strongly about. And I just wasn't, I didn't feel like I wanted to pick one. Um, I rotate on a quarterly basis who I'm donating to. So I never thought about that. I didn't either. And I actually, it stopped me for a really long time because I was like, I can't pick like, who is this for? I don't know. But now I just change every like quarter one. I donate to X organization quarter two. It's X organization. So I've donated to, yeah, like I've done um, best friends, animal sanctuary and Utah is an amazing animal rights organization. And then like I've done climate change, I've done mental health and. Oh my gosh, um, that's so smart. Yeah. So, and you know, yeah, whenever you're ready to do that, I just, yeah, don't feel like you have to pick something or that you have to get to a point where you can do like these huge gestures to all three. That's what I was thinking. No lie. I was like, okay, I can't even start this till I have a huge amount because there's three different, like, (laughs) so I'm so glad you said that because I think I was overcomplicating it in my head. Yeah. I mean, honestly, and if you pick a percentage, then, you know, it's not like, oh, I have to donate this many thousand dollars every year. It's just like, whatever you make, if you can spare a percentage to donate, like yeah, a little, every little bit is something. So that's true. And it's so important to just give back. And it's something that um, is just super motivating too. to like mm-hmm. when you're thinking about selling, it's like, okay, well, the more I sell, the more I can donate. So yes. that kind of helps take some of the mindset stuff out of the, out of the picture. And that, and I feel like that's a, a great way to tackle it too. And if you're a product-based business, it's like, you know, some of your proceeds for each, like each sell proceeds can go to a certain charity of your choice. I know there's a, a line. I uh, hope I don't picture it. ACTA ACTA. They do sportswear and they have like three, three or four charities that they do, they donate to. And you're able, when you do your purchase to pick which one. Oh, cool. I like that. Yeah. And I choose mental health when I do it, but, um, they, they have more than one mental health is one of them. And mm-hmm. I think sex trafficking is one too. Um, yeah. So it's just I like really that, good. Um, giving their getting their customer involved in it. That's yeah, really that's a cool. great that's a, a a great. I hate to say marketing, but the reason why I purchased from them is because I was able to choose who to give back to. Mm-hmm. No, I and really then, like that. Yeah, because, me too. Yeah, it gets your customer involved. That's cool. And it, and gosh, it's Lauren. I feel like I learned a lot. we are always learning we're always Um, learning tell me one small business that you admire okay um gosh one here you go with the one again no i'm just kidding (laughs) Um, there's a lot so i have a i have can i i may say three i don't know one you said one okay so there's one in san antonio um the reason why I admire them is because I got to meet the guy um, who's behind it and it's a family business and they are the, I think I'd admire it mainly because of his story. It was a family business and his father made him start from the bottom. Um, like mm-hmm. taking tickets. Cause San Antonio is a huge tourist town or city. And, um, they have like one of the, they have like the top tourist attraction, like businesses. And he had to take tickets, even though his dad ran the company, he had to take tickets and Mm -hmm. 
he made it a point and he told me that just because you're the CEO or you're the boss, that doesn't mean that you shouldn't know what each employee at each position is doing and how they're doing it. Hmm. And I think because of his mindset is why that's one of my favorite businesses, because I was like, man, that makes so much sense. Like when you're a CEO, you should still know what, what, um, what everyone's doing, no matter what their salary is, no matter what, if they're hourly or salary. And I I love them for that way. But then there's another. Wait, what is that business called? It is called, it's the, the wax museum in San Antonio. Ripley's wax. He has like three. So I can't remember like each and every one, but it's the wax museum in San Antonio. Um, There's another one and it's called legendary roots on Instagram. Um, I admire them from a marketing aspect. I look at kind of a lot of stuff in a business and how I can learn aspect. Mm -hmm. That's kind of weird, but that's just how my mind goes. I just think that their marketing and how they do product placement is so amazing. And that's why I admire them. And when I work with my clients, I try to use them as examples um, on like how to be aesthetically pleasing when you are a product-based business. And then they're called Legendary Roots. And then another company that I just love, love, love. It's called Black Girl Magic Wine. And I love it because they, if, I feel like when I go on their page, it just gives me an experience of luxury. And I love when I go to someone's page and I just feel luxurious, even though I, I'm not even doing anything that you guys are doing. I don't have the products with me. You know what I mean? It's just, I, yeah. I, like, being, I like the feeling of I'm on a journey with you. Yeah. That's such a good example of, creating an experience through your marketing. Yeah. Yeah. And it's crazy because cool. I don't, I don't really have a favorite. Like I don't, I don't have a favorite business because I'm like, I don't know. I don't have like a favorite business where it's like where I will always shop at. I have favorite mm-hmm. businesses based on what I'm learning or what I admire and how you're doing something. I know that is so weird. Now that it's I think about it, it's, all. So no, it's not at all. That's what a lot of the answers when I ask. Oh, interviewees. Really? Yeah. It's a lot of like, just, they admire something about that company. Cool. I will link to all three of these. Um, what is a business book recommendation? Oh my gosh. Okay. Um, so I have two and I don't okay. know if it's technically business or if it's self-help, but it kind of helps with business because they yeah, talk about business. Totally. I hate to use this word. Can I use the word? Can you beep it out? Yeah, you can use the word. Okay. So one of them is un yourself <laughs> you know Lauren, you just made me <laughs> i think he is a psychologist gary gary bishop john gary bishop oh no this is from the uk okay. or he's a coach yeah. or he's one of them you know he helps people but that cool. book lauren i read that book and i was like man i really need to unfuck myself <laughs> it, it, it sounds so crazy when I say it. That's why I always give the disclosure, but it kind of just tells you like how you're in your own head and like you're the reason why you're not where you want to be. Right. And and it's so blunt and to the point, but that's kind of how I like things. Like I'm a Californian at heart and we don't really sugarcoat stuff. So no, by heart, I was raised there. So um, yeah. I love, I just love that book because it just really opened my eyes onto what I was doing to hold myself back. And I, I loved that. 
And then the other book, don't think I'm crazy or that this is my favorite word, but the subtle art of not giving a f- <laughs> and it's like yeah, wow that one I know. okay I, that I actually haven't good. read it though it is so good and the reason why it's good it, it's another like self-reflection thing but it's like the things like the things that we shouldn't care about that we care about and how mm-hmm. life can be so much easier for us and we can be so much more successful if we just stop caring about the stuff that doesn't need to be cared about right it's just the, like those kind of books do it for me. Like I don't need the book saying you can do it or like that. That doesn't motivate me. It takes me a long time to read those. It's the books that are like straight to the point. This is what you need to do. This is why you're still here. Right. And, you know, I feel like it's just been a fun thread to see go through this conversation. And like <laughs> both of these books are about mindset, you know. And it is. That's crazy. But it is. So, yeah. Yeah. It's Mindset's just so big. Huge. It's so huge. And and I never realized how big it was when I first started this journey until I realized I was the reason why I wasn't generating the success I needed. Mm-hmm. And it was because of these books. Like I've read a lot of different books by different people. And it, it's like, it wasn't, it w- I wasn't catching on, but yeah. I need someone to tell it to me like straight how it is. No chaser. I don't want the cute drink. I want like <laughs> a straight bourbon. And yeah, it's like, totally. And it's like, I get it. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's cool. I really hope you read one of those books. I'm going to read them both. You're going to message me like, Tara, you are right. (laughs) Yeah, I totally am. It's funny because I've been reading, like, I am more inclined to read more, like, self-improvement books. But lately Mm -hmm. I've been reading a lot of, like, business books. Like, I'm reading right now a book called Launch by Jeff Walker, which is about, like, the product launch formula. And it's so... it is good but it's like so technical like it's a business it's like a business technical like this is how you do it kind of book like a textbook yeah and like it's it's more about like the actual tactics versus like you know getting your mind right and yeah i think i need some of these mind right books so i'm i'm gonna yeah i want to read those i like i want to i would love to read a book like that but i like i get distracted very easily and <laughs> I needed to make sure that I am in tune and paying attention. And that's why I, I, I that's why I have to read those books. Cause it's kind of like, cause it's kind of like they're talking directly to you. Yeah. And it's, it's not technical, like- but it's literally like they're talking to you and you're like, crap. Okay. I'll pay attention. <laughs> and so that's why it grabs my attention a little bit longer, but yeah, yeah. I, I get distracted so easily in class. They used to make me make my back against the window that's how distracted i will get (laughs) oh man oh um i know you have some resources that yeah or just things you wanted to tell that i wanted you to tell the audience about could you tell people like all the things how to find you online how to connect with you online and then any resources you want to point people's attention to yes so um my instagram name is i'm tara and it's i am T-E-R-R-A-H. That's me on um on Instagram. That's where I hang out the most. Like that's where I am most of the time. If you ever want to contact me, DM me on Instagram before any other platform for TikTok, <laughs> Facebook, all of that. But um one thing that I do have my content creation and organization workbook. Um, it's great for 
service-based and product-based businesses just because it's a workbook slash kind of like a, I don't want to say textbook because it's not a textbook, but it has notes and strategies in there, but then it also has room for you to write. And it just talks about really going in tune into your content and being strategic to help you start creating that content, gives you tips on how to organize it. So you're no longer just posting in a moment, but everything's just out on the table for you, like planned for two weeks or for a month, however you want to do it. That's my workbook. Um, And it's linked in my Instagram bio. It is $17 only just because I wanted to make it affordable. I don't think people should have to pay to get knowledge to grow on Instagram, like pay like hundreds of dollars that people charge for that. So Mm -hmm. that's why I have that workbook. And that's one of my favorite things. And so far, people have been loving it. Um, I do offer one-on-one intensive strategy sessions for small businesses that need help when it comes to a marketing plan for their Instagram content. And that's something that I absolutely love working with just because I love that light bulb moment. Like when my client is like, oh, it makes so much sense. I'm like, yes, it does. I knew you knew it. You know, um, that's one of my favorite things. I just love that. And then I have a attract and convert course. But that's specifically for social media managers and virtual assistants. But here, okay. I like, I'm all for that content creation organization workbook and those one on one consultation calls just so we can make sure your content is right for the next month. So we can awesome. see, see them conversions. <laughs> the secret sauce. The secret <laughs> sauce. Amazing. Well, I will make sure all of those are linked in the show notes and also obviously your Instagram and your website. So everyone listening, connect with Tara and find her at the links in the show notes. Yes. And message me so I can say hi. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We love hearing from listeners. So definitely reach out to Tara on Instagram and just say, hi, I heard you on Making Good um, and start a conversation. She is as you've heard. Very awesome. So thank you, Tara. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast and for sharing all of your wisdom about social media and mindset and marketing, just all the, all the stuff. So, so grateful for just how open and how you've let me pick your brain on all this stuff. It's, I think it's gonna be a great episode. Thank you. It was fun. Like I, I truly enjoyed myself. I loved listening back through this conversation to edit. Here were some of my biggest takeaways. First, the best way to build a strong relationship is through one-on-one conversation. Talk to people in the DMs. When you approach someone for a collaboration, personalize your outreach with their name and prove that you know something about them and their business. Never post on social media just for the sake of it. Always have a purpose behind your post. And the secret to social media success is showing up consistently. I know Tara and I would both love to connect with you on Instagram. You can reach Tara at I'm Tara, that's I-M-T-E-R-R-A-H, and me at Lauren Tilden, L-A-U-R-E-N-T-I-L-D-E-N. Everything mentioned in the podcast can be found on the show notes page at makinggoodpodcast.com slash 56. Thank you for being here and for focusing on making a difference with your small business. Talk to you next time.